This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, oh, with the powerful you. questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Here we go, my friend! Welcome to another interview, welcome to another episode, and this is one I got a lot of requests for. And I'm so glad that Alex Riley, real name Kevin Kiley Jr., was able to make the time to do this. Because we, we haven't heard a lot from him since he was released from WWE three and a half years ago. So it's great to catch up with him, see what he's been up to as he's looking to make his way back into the wrestling ring in 2020. Mm-hmm. Have I told you how much I appreciate you lately? Like a lot. Like I'm, I'm, I'm super, super appreciative for you taking the time out of your day to listen. There's thousands, if not tens of thousands of other wrestling podcasts out there. So thank you for taking the time to spend some time with me. Whether this is your first episode you're listening to or you binge them all. Either way, you're awesome. Although if you binge them all, I think like you're like slightly more awesome. You're especially awesome if you listen on Apple Podcasts and you leave a review. And I'm going to keep reading one on every part of the show because you are the best part of the show. You, yeah, for listening. It's amazing. This one comes from Josh. So many J's and O's and S's and H's. It's titled Awesome. Just happened to hear about this podcast while listening to a different wrestling podcast. Hmm, I wonder which one. Listen to David Benoit and was hooked. I've downloaded all the other episodes and I'm working my way through them. Absolutely love it. Well, I absolutely love that too. You're going to listen to all the episodes? That is a large investment of your time, Josh. But thank you for that. Um, So I spent five days in Los Angeles last week. I did the interview with Lillian Garcia, which I'm sure you've seen or heard. I also did a fascinating interview with Ryan Satin that you'll be seeing and hearing soon. And I did this one with Alex Riley. We were supposed to do this one at the end of, like at the middle of last year. And you, you might remember, I was like, oh, I'm going to interview Alex Riley. Let me know what questions you have for him. And then at the last second, we weren't able to make it happen. So we were able to reschedule it now for 2020. What a way to kick off the year. I also had chicken wings with Alex Riley after this interview. And that's my absolute favorite food. So it made it that much better. I actually did an interview with Alex Riley years ago at WrestleMania 29. It's super short. It was at WrestleMania 29 access. So like you only have a few minutes of time with him, but it was like three minutes long. Nice here to be able to like sit down and have a full hour chat. He invited me into his home in West Hollywood and this was a great conversation. We cover everything. And yes, I know you're wondering. Yes, we talk about what happened with him and John Cena. We also talk about why he moved from in-ring competition to the broadcast booth and what his reaction was to that. We talk about why he was released from WWE, moving to Hollywood right after he was released, and now he's been in TV shows 
and movies. And in 2020, you're going to see him back in the ring. Oh, we get into all of it. So put your hands together for Alex Riley. All right, now it is happening. It's happening. It is happening. It is finally happening. It's happening. Thank you for inviting me into your home. No problem. Anytime. You are uh, in the you are in the heart of Hollywood, by the way. I am. I am centrally located uh, where I can get to any audition at any time within a matter of two or three minutes. So it, it works out very well. Yeah. That's yeah. I got I got can't some beat that. good friends around here, and it, it all works. You, you and I are, are have known each other for a while, actually. Yes. You know, yeah. WrestleMania twenty twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. If Our you go interview. way back in my <laughs> interviews, you'll see short yep. interview. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, it's, and it's great to reconnect with you. Right. Although I feel like I know you because I worked with your father. You did. Yeah. You did. I know a, uh, I have a lot to live up to, I feel like, but I feel like I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. He's, he's a good man. He's a, uh, a good dad. Always he, was a good dad. He is a radio broadcasting legend. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kiley Sr. Absolutely. You're of yeah. course Kevin Kiley Jr. Junior, yeah. Um, yeah, but I worked with him at 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. He right. was one of the main hosts there. I worked across the hall at a, uh, like an adult contemporary radio station. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, he's right. I don't want to talk too much about him, but he's, he's in his office right now writing his own book. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm proud of him. Uh, he's, he's had a good life, and uh, he's certainly proud of it, so good for him. And I'm sure he's proud of you. Yeah, no, I, he is. I, uh, I put in an honest effort, and I, uh, I work as hard as I can every day. So, uh, and you know, in, in the entertainment business, the, the chips fall where they may and that's something that uh, that he taught me from a young age and well yeah yeah so. well you mentioned that you you know you can go to an audition in two or three minutes that's because you're out here in hollywood yeah. you've been in some movies you've yeah been in some no, TV I, shows. well at first uh thing i got in glow and I, I know that was uh about three years ago but that was such a thrill for me yeah. uh to transition right into a uh an experience like that being a wrestler and an actor and you know uh, I, I, I knew it very well. It was, it was a, uh, it was the perfect transition. And then right from that, um, got some opportunities to be in uh, Bennett's War. Uh, yeah, that's a feature film. Amazing. It was, amazing. In it was in theaters not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and another opportunity to work with uh, some great people. Michael Rourke, uh, Trace Atkins was fantastic. And, you know... Um, it's it's a it's a slow build. It's a uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, there, but yeah. there's a whole bunch of people that come out here to Hollywood and think they're going to just get discovered walking on Hollywood Boulevard. Right. You're actually like you're in the trenches. You're going to auditions. You're auditioning here. I'm sure you're self taping some stuff. Yeah, yeah, all the time, all but, the time. And uh, you know, keep a very close uh, relationship with my manager. He's been great. And uh, you know, uh, life is good. I also have a, a real estate business on the side that I run. Look so. at you. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm. I try to stay as busy as possible. But it's so. been three and a half years since yeah, we saw you in a wrestling ring last, or WWE last. It's been about three and a half years, and uh, I'm excited to say I'm going to get back in here pretty soon. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't, well, I have March 28th scheduled right now in Iowa. Okay. Uh, you that's your return match. Yeah, that's my return match. Check my Instagram for the address, and I'm really excited. You know, I, I didn't think it was going to take this long, you know, to get back in. Uh, I never planned it to take this long, uh, but, you know, life kind of happens, and I'm... Uh, um, I'm just excited to be back to something that I spent, you know, 10, 12 years doing and has kind of found its way into my system. But I mean, what. you've been busy. You've been busy being in movies. You've been busy yeah, auditioning. No, no, absolutely. I've kept myself busy and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been good. And, but I, I, still, I still have that itch, that burning desire. I tell you, something about wrestling, once you're in it, you can't <laughs> let it go. It's, it's very, very hard to let it go. Uh, there's no performance uh, sport like it on the planet, and uh, I want to give it one more shot. 
you know, just see what happens. What is it about wrestling? Everyone that does the retirement, not that you retired, but right. everyone that does the retirement, it's the wrestling retirement. Yeah. It's basically like, oh, I'm never going to wrestle again until well, two I years from now. I never technically got my retirement. I know. So, That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm free to, uh, to give it another shot. <laughs> but what I'm saying is even if you did retire, right. eh, wrestling retirements aren't really retirement. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, they, everybody comes <laughs> back and forth all the time. And so it's, it's, it's a great job in that way that the door is always open, you know, hopefully. So yeah. we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm staying humble through the process. Uh, you know, Hollywood has, has taught me that very well. I've had some success. Obviously, uh, anybody in the, anybody in the entertainment business wants more, mm. uh, but uh, you know we're we're still at it. So you you were also telling me off camera that you've had some big roles that you were up for, that just at the last second you know they went with someone else. Yeah, I was, and you told me that everybody has those stories. Yes, <laughs> I, it's <laughs> no, true. Everybody yeah, does have no, those stories. I know. I know. Um, no, but I was I, I was up for Creed too. I, did, I had a great audition for that. Uh, Drago's Drago's son, you know, I, I bleached my hair blonde and, and I think it got down to like, uh, I was, you know, top three or something that, that, uh, made it down there. And then they, they picked a guy that was, um, you know, an actual boxer, a world-class boxer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll lose to him. That's fine. Yeah. I think if you're going to lose to anybody, maybe you could at least lose to a guy. You're going to probably lose a fight to. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I think I've, so. I've interviewed him. Yeah. yeah he's a giant. Well, man. That, they always have that discussion. Who's the better, uh, you know, who, who's more dangerous, the wrestler or the boxer. Mm. And, and I think it, you know, you get the guy on the ground and oh. that's uh, it's a huge advantage. So it's not just this date in Iowa and some other indie dates. You've also got uh, the autograph signing at the big event. I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, very excited about that. And I'm just kind of like, I'm taking everything I can, you know, I want, I want to get back out there. I want to, I want to reconnect. I want to, uh, you know, it's like a, a repaying your dues process, mm. which, which I'm fine with. You know, I was, I was away for a good amount of time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the challenge of just kind of wiping the slate clean and, and getting after it again. Well, so. I mean, for someone like you, you've, you've had such great success in everything else, you know, from playing football growing up. You, you played in the CFL, which I, I'm Canadian. So. I, was, I, have to, I was in the CFL for a, for a little bit. I yeah. Was, yeah, I was, I was in a training camp and, um, you know, it didn't, didn't quite make it. But I was around, you know, I was around the guys. I was, I was, I was around professional athletes and I've been around professional athletes my entire life. So You know who else was in the CFL and didn't quite make it? Hmm. A guy named um, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's uh, well, you know, another guy that's been <laughs> in movies like uh, Dwayne Johnson. But that's that's uh, you know, I think that's going a little too far. But yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I'll take the comparison. Thank you. That's no, true. Uh, but so you didn't you you went from football right into wrestling. I mean, it, I did. Yeah, I did. I uh, I I got. I was trying uh, out in football. Um, didn't quite make it. And that was my next step. I always had it as a backup plan was to hop right into professional wrestling and, mm. and give it a shot as soon as possible. And I was, I was fortunate um, that my family knew Greg Gagne and he was able to, uh, to connect me with John Laurinaitis. Uh, wow. So who has been great to me my whole career and gave me an opportunity in my first start. So yeah, it was good. Those was are some pretty good people to know. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So yeah. you're a lifelong wrestling fan. I am. Absolutely. I, you know, I started in high school, uh, with the attitude era. Um, I remember before football practice, after football practice, uh, I went over to my buddy, he was another quarterback and we would just watch it on tape. We would watch a Monday night raw, uh, you know, just absolutely amazing. I did degeneration X, X-Pac. I'm a huge, huge X-Pac fan. I, I got to do his podcast, you know, a while back. 
Um, so no, uh, it, it's, it's always been a part of me. I've always loved it. And, uh, I feel very fortunate to have the opportunity to have done it in my life. But you haven't been in a ring since, I guess, cause you, you know, the latter part I've of your dabbled, I've gotten yeah, into okay. a couple rings around here, but no, I feel it feels good. It, probably, I was telling, probably hurts I, right I, now. No, I was telling you something or uh, telling you this off camera that, uh, it hurts more when you're not on the road. I, mm. I found that if you're not on the road every, you know, weekend, it's your body starts to kind of ache and break down more. So I'm excited to get back in there and, and move around and, and get thrown around. And, uh, I always uh, thought this about football. There's nothing, um, better, uh, than uh, the only thing better than hitting somebody is getting hit, you know, without knowing. And, yeah. and in the wrestling business, you, you take a beating. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, for me, it's fun. I always love the contact. And, uh, you know, we'll get back out there and mix it up. The latter part of your WWE career, you know, you were in the broadcast booth. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I felt like you had so much potential. You had the look. You had incredible entrance music. Thank you. Yeah. No, that was uh, great music. <laughs> Thank you. Very great much. look. And you know, that, very... that helped a lot. It certainly <laughs> did. It was a good, a good way to come out through the curtain. And, you know, you were talented in the ring. Why would they want to transition you out of the ring? Where, how did that conversation I, begin? So I think what happened was uh, I was, uh, they were just starting the WWE Network. And they needed a lot of, um, they needed spaces to fill on, on the broadcast side. They were coming up with, with something uh, called the WWE pre-show. And uh, they always, you know, the, they liked the way I spoke. So they gave me a shot at it. And, uh, you know, I, I feel very fortunate to have had that shot. It was something where, uh, was I not a little heartbroken when I came out of the ring? Yeah, of course, you know. Uh, I've always been an athlete and I've always wanted to continue in athletics. but. And I, and I told this to X-Pac, it's, it's hard for me to argue or uh, complain about, you know, a life, um, a life that, that I've had and, and the opportunities that I've had uh, to be able to work on the WWE Network when it was its groundbreaking platform. And yeah. to be one of the first faces on it was great. So. Yeah, but when they told you we want you to be part of this panel, did they say we're taking the wrestling away from you completely or was it a transition yeah, out of no, it? Yeah, no, they did. They, it was done. Yeah, okay. they, they made the decision that when I was part of the panel that the wrestling was done. And, uh, you know, that was that. Was that. Um, it, was, it was one of those things where... Um, but also, uh, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to give it everything I had, you know, with with the uh, with the commentary, and that that included getting very close to Michael Cole, mm -hmm. uh, you know, learning as much as I could, um, going down to uh, the Performance Center in Orlando, watching tape, uh, hours and hours of tape, and it's a, it's an art, you know, it's a craft, oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's not it's not an easy job, you know, and uh, you have to you have to think very fast, you have to. Uh, you know, keep your words very, very tight, very concise in the sound bites, and, and it takes a while to learn. So I, I dove into it. I don't think that people give Michael Cole the credit that he deserves. He's amazing. Yeah. He's so smooth. He's so fast. He's so clean, and he can like text you uh, while you're home in Tampa while he's calling Raw, which what? is amazing. Yeah. Are you serious? Amazing. He he, and he's he's talking wrestling. Like you see what I did and what I said right now. And I'm like, oh my God. Are you like, serious? Yeah, I'm like, this guy is a genius. So I, it was, I guess, part of your homework to sit at home and watch the yeah, show. Yeah, if I wasn't at the show, I was, I was uh, or when I would travel and do the uh, pre-show in Connecticut uh, uh, when, they, when they moved me over there and I wasn't home in Tampa and like, Cole and I would text and he would mm. say, this is what I'm saying right now. And I'd say, <laughs> can you, yeah, and, and this is why. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's an amazing thing. People in the WWE, I mean, they are they are uh, as as quick minded as it gets. You know they they have a uh, an un uh, 
just a, a great ability to improv and, 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 and go on the fly and make it fantastically entertaining. And, yeah. I, and that's something that, uh, to be honest, when I first got there, I, I had to work on. I was like, this can't be the way it is. You can't go out there and just uh, call a match on the fly. I remember Dr. Tom telling me that he was oh, like, like in the ring, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I said, I said, no, we have to plan this or something. It has to, there has to be like a day or two that we plan this. And or at least 10 minutes. A day know. or two. Yeah, or you know, at least at least an hour or something. And Dr. Tom said, when, when I'm done with you, you'll be able to just, uh, uh, there's Joe Hennig, go. And by God, if that's not how it's done. What do you think it is that you miss most about wrestling? Uh, it, everything, you know, uh, just the whole thing, the, the sport, the performance, um, the lights, the pyro, the, the uh, you know the the not the not sleeping the work on the road the the unbelievable dedication that it takes to to be a WWE superstar. So yeah, you were great on the mic. Thank Do you. you think that your mic work helped you become a better broadcaster? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I because they are very different. And the reason I ask is right. they are very different. Yeah, uh, no, I, I I do. I think it was something that I kind of always grew up watching my father uh, doing it. And uh, something kind of that was innate in me. And then when I got comfortable with it, if you're comfortable in a, in a 20 by 20 mm. with a mic, then you're going to be comfortable uh, behind a desk. I mean, well, it, it's, it, I, found it, I found it to be a pretty easy transition. I, I found it when I, when I got, when you get out there in, in uh, knee pads and boots and your underwear and you're talking, it's, it is, it's not, I mean, it's, you know, it's nerve wracking. It's, People that can do that are, are extremely talented and extremely tough. And it takes, it t there's a process of getting used to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, when you're in a suit and a tie and, you know, you're sitting behind a desk, it's another thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the transition was, was decently easy, I think. Yeah. Do you think that the reverse is also true? The amount of time that you spend as a broadcaster mm -hmm. for WWE, will that now improve your in-ring work or your promo work? Yeah, I think, uh, and I'm learning this uh, in acting as well as anytime you're in front of a camera, in front of people with a mic in your hand or performing or memorizing or doing anything like that, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's invaluable and you get better. And then when you get away from it, the opposite happens. You kind of get, you get worse at it. Uh, and it's, it's like anything else. It's just reps. I yeah. saw Dolph Ziggler on your... Uh, on uh you interviewed him on, on you watched my show? yeah i love it it's great yeah you do a lot for the thank wrestling you. business man yeah for oh, sure thank you for saying that wow uh, yeah but he says uh and and it's true to who he is he said that um it's it's reps he goes i'm doing comedy now and uh you know i i you know i don't care what you think of me now i, I think he's damn funny but he you know whatever he says people have their opinions but um after I get my reps in, get out of my way. I'm going to take over. And, that, yeah. and that's really cool. And, and, and he's, he's absolutely correct when he says that. It's all reps. It's very much the 10,000 hours rule. Yeah, Malcolm 100%. Gladwell, 10,000 hours. 100%. And as soon as, I mean, being in WWE for 10 years, you had way more than 10,000 hours. I had a lot of hours, yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of hours on the road. It was, uh, it was a great time, though. They went fast. They flew by. Do you think you were paired up with The Miz because you guys look alike? So I don't look like him at all. <laughs> like, at all. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, this happened to me in college. Like I was, it was the most frustrating thing. I was walking, um, you know, uh, around campus, and somebody started chasing me down campus and said, "There's the Miz," and I was like 19 years old. I was like, "Who?" Oh, and when he was the reality show guy. Yeah, the, the reality show. When he was the reality show guy. Yeah. yeah. And I said, "And I said, who is the Miz?" And he goes, "You know, you got to watch this reality show. No, you're him." I, I said, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm not him." 
And, and he, at first he didn't believe me. You know, he was, he was like, no, you're him. And then as he brought his girlfriend over and, he's, and she goes, no, nah, that's him. And I was like, okay, so I got to figure out who this guy is, right? So I turn on the uh, TV and I go, no, God, no. <laughs> right? And then, um, and then uh, lo and behold, uh, I make a career. That's how ironic yeah, is it? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Let's just say this. I guess WWE knows what they're doing if I'm 19 walking around and they're, paired, they're paying me with The Miz, uh, what, 10 years later. So. Wow. Yeah. When they first did pair you with The Miz, um, how did they present that to you? Oh my God, it was, uh, John Laurinaitis called me and, uh, you know, he said, uh, I was, I believe, I, yeah, I was in Tampa and he said, we, um, they told us that uh, at, at the camp, at the uh, FCW, that um, they were starting a show called NXT Season 1 and then NXT Season 2 was coming around and that I was going to be on it and, and then, you know, a month went by and the, the developmental process, uh, uh, they started writing it and uh, John Laurinaitis, I get a phone call from him and he goes, he calls me and he goes, get ready, you're with The Miz. Uh, he's he's going to be your pro. And I was like, this is, because he's massively successful. Yeah. And and good on the mic and, and charismatic and all that. So I uh, I couldn't have been more fortunate, man. It was it was great. I was very excited, and I you know I thanked John profusely, and I uh, got got down to uh, <laughs> got down to FCW and kept working. I'll and, never yeah, adjusted my promos a little bit and, and went for it. I'll never forget when The Miz won his first title. Yeah, I mean you were you were ringside. I for was that. ecstatic. Oh my god, you might have been more excited than Mike. Yeah, and I got a decent vertical, right? So and I was on the side, so you can literally see me flying up and down. Yeah, no, I was pumped, man. And that was, uh, that's the thing, like um, WWE creating magic, right? Mm. And uh, there's so much that goes into that title and, uh, you know, the way it's treated, the way it's presented, the history behind it. And when, when Mike won that that night, it was uh, incredible. What was the, like, lead time? Like, how long did you guys know before he actually went in the ring and cashed So it? I didn't really know much at that point point when it came like I was kind of one of the last guys to know uh, oh. or he would know before I would know, okay you know, type of thing so it was kind of his job to come tell me in the beginning and then I kind of would sneak my way in there uh, and 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 hear myself you know because I always I love taking direction and stuff like that so um, so did he come up to you maybe it was that day and said I'm cashing in tonight I'm gonna I think, win I think he's I think it happened about uh, for me like two or three minutes before. What? Yeah, no, I didn't know all day. Like, oh. I, I, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm sure he, uh, that's what I mean. They, they kind of kept us separate in, in the uh, beginning. And uh, I think Michael Hayes came up to me and he said, uh, he said, uh, Miz is winning the title. Get out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> they want the, they want, you know, you, it's real. You know, you want the spontaneity. You want the, uh, the emotion, the and and I had it. I was oh, like, yeah. whoa, whoa, okay, let's let's do this. Uh, so it worked. I remember interviewing Mike seven years ago, maybe six, seven years ago, and I asked him about that, and I said, "It's your first championship. How do you celebrate?" He goes, "Well, we left there, and nothing's open, right? So you guys went to Denny's, I think. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did. And well, that kind of is how we celebrate everything in the WWE." <laughs> He is, is the only to, place that's open. Is go to Denny's or IHOP. Right. You know what I mean? Or the, maybe that, Waffle House if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Waffle House. Those those are kind of the places. And boy, at that point, you're you're lucky to be there. You feel good because you're tired and, and you want to sit and eat some pancakes. So, but yeah. but with that said, you remained ripped your entire career. I did. Yeah. You don't you can't you don't do that by eating at Denny's all the time. Well, you're, you're, the cardio that you're that you're in is ridiculous. I mean, you're on the road five days a week. You're mm -hmm. you're in the ring. Uh, 
you're in the ring for you know 10 minutes 15 minutes a night and it's uh, and then the travel so yeah and i'm always i was always like really thin you know what i mean so uh, if i it, it came off me pretty quick so so you were like you had skinny guy abs when you were young. yeah yeah, yeah. V- very I. much i was six four 195 pounds and people would you know people would give me a hard time for this uh like you're so big but i spent my whole life eating you know and i was 195 pounds in in high school uh at six four uh, so, you know, or that is my senior year, I guess I was 160 pounds my freshman year. So yeah, I mean, it was six, four. Yeah. And so, and, and I'm, and, and I'm out there trying to compete with grown men at the time, you know, you were, you were, <laughs> yeah. you were the quarterback. Huh? Yeah. I was the quarterback. A quarterback. That's like a quarterback. I mean, when I, yeah. When though? I was, a, when I was a senior. Yeah. I, I meant I was, yeah, I would, it took me a while to kind of like gain the mass and, and but when i did i was i was proud of so it. the varsity villain that's not too far off of who you actually were then no yeah it was uh <laughs> yeah it was a good it was a it was a good character for me um dusty was great he was kind of the one that you know really really looked after me in uh in fcw and helped me create it and oh wow yeah no he was he i always said like uh the varsity villain is a Dusty Rhodes creation for sure, and Alex Riley is it will always be a Dusty Rhodes creation. I'm I'm very grateful to him for his time, you know, that he spent with me down there. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a situation where every everybody had to bring a ring ring jacket to practice, and I brought my Letterman jacket, and they go keep it. That's it. And I said, all right. Oh, I've heard so many people talk about how brilliant Dusty is when it comes to creating characters. How does the process begin? So he just says, go. He just says, go talk. It's a beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had in my life. And watching and watching people, watching people develop through it, you know, Mm. because it's not it's not one of those. uh, he, He takes the nerves and he rips them off you, you know. He goes, just talk to me about yourself. And somebody goes up there and, and they kind of get through it and it's okay. And then the next week he goes, go talk to me about yourself. Just, huh. just, and then after a while, you know, you see, you see colors and, and lights coming off, you know, whoever it is, the, the mm. wrestler, and you see them grow and develop into a, into a character. It's cool. That yeah. sounds like magic. It is. It's amazing. It's, it's really, it's an, it was an amazing experience for me, for sure. One, one that I'll, I will always cherish, you know, what, yeah. watching, you know, watching people go up there and cut promos was, was very cool. What's the one match in your career that, you know, if someone's going to watch your stuff for the very first time, that you're super proud of? Uh, I liked the, um, the tornado tag match that I had with Jack Swagger, Rey Mysterio and Mike, it was in Las Vegas. And I have a, uh, I did it with one contact lens in. Yeah. And I have this horrible eye condition called uh Keratoconus, which is a, I can't wear, I can't wear like glasses. Like this is, this is legit. I'm not, I'm not making this up at all. Like I can't wear glasses so I can only wear contacts. So I'm, when I'm walking, like at night, when I take my contacts out, like that's it, that's it. I'm done, I'm blind, I have to go to bed instantly, right? Like instantly. It's, it's hell, it's torture. I mean, I know you're laughing at it, but it's not. Your storytelling is yeah, great. It's not, it's not fun. It's, it's a, and, uh, Has this always, your whole life? I developed it when I was 27. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's, they give you these, I'm wearing four contacts right now. Swear to God, I'm wearing two soft contacts and two hard contacts. Uh, and I have a doctor down the street called uh, Dr. Boxer Wachler, who's like the world specialist in keratoconus. Because, and they also, if I don't know anybody out there who has keratoconus. Uh, I'm sure there are. It's very rare. Uh, but it's, um, it, it, there's no surgery for it. 
Hmm. There's no, they can only like do this one thing where they shine uh, horribly bright lights in your eyes and poke needle holes in your cornea. And then they, and then they, <laughs> you know, I'm, not make, I'm not making this up. <laughs> and then they, they squeeze a, uh, like a gel over it. And the light is supposed to harden your cornea and make it thicker because mine are too thin. That's the problem. So you, I can't get LASIK. So people, that, people with LASIK. I, I had LASIK. Yeah, so your cornea is thin, so they're able to cut into your cornea and yeah. make, make a scar. Yeah. So the light can refract off your scar. Right. I can't have that. So I have like these mountaintops and ranges and all that. So I have, so I have a, I can't believe I'm getting into this. So I have two uh, soft contacts that even my cornea out to a flat surface. And then I have two hard contacts. So I'm constantly walking around for contacts. Back to the point. Uh, <laughs> I lost two of them. I lost uh, the right eye. Um, and you didn't have extras with you? I did not have extras. I think I had already gone through my extras because uh, uh, you're on the road a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, two, uh, yeah. If I don't remember right where that case is, man, like I, I'm, I'm effed because it's, you know, you got to take them off because I can't put glasses on regardless. It's like next to your bed. Got to be next to my bed. It's, yeah, it's right, it's right up there all the time and I literally can memorize and feel it. But regardless, going back to the point. Yeah, um, to the match. Not, not making this too yeah, <laughs> medically boring. No, uh, I think people find this interesting. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, what I was dealt and uh, I, I do the best I can with it. It's certainly not something that's going to change your life in a way that's like horribly dramatic. But it's, a, it's something that you, you got to deal with, especially... Uh, when you lose your contacts on your own road. It was the best match I had in my whole career. Wow. With one freaking... Would it have been... I consider it, yeah. Would it have been even better had you not lost your no, contacts? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I, I, whatever, whatever was happening uh, that night with... I think it was one of those things where uh, you just when you had to turn your mind off, right? Where I, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening to me. This is an impossible situation. I can't see anybody. Uh, but I'm going to just do the best I can. Yeah. And, and, and it adds to the aggressiveness a little bit. I did, I had to, you know, kick a little harder and, you know, and so yeah, you look great tonight. <laughs> so yeah, it worked. Uh, yeah. So actually Evan Bourne, uh, after that match and he was, I don't know if he was a fan of mine or not or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I remember he came up to me, he pulled me aside and goes, that's the best match I've ever seen have. So yeah, and he's a hell of a worker. He is. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was. I yeah. bet you you'll have a match with him on the indies. Yeah, I would look forward to that. That he would works, be cool. He works indies all the time. I think he was the first person I worked, either him or MVP. I think MVP was first, but Evan Bourne was second when I came up on the road. He was great, man. He was he was a really cool guy. So you yeah. know, you had the moment with Mike where he won the championship. Yeah. He was also in the main event of WrestleMania. Since you were there with him ringside for those moments, are those also your moments? So I've always said no, right? And this is one of the things that drove me crazy uh, is people say, you're in the main event of WrestleMania. And I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, my God. Uh, but I was, you know, on the side. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say to anybody that I was, you know, The Rock and John Cena or Miz and John Cena. I didn't earn that. Mm. You know, I didn't earn that spot. Uh, was that my moment? No, absolutely, absolutely not. That was Miz's moment, and uh, and anybody that says no, that was my moment, they're they're trying to trick me. <laughs> I, I guess though, you know, because you were a wrestler and yeah. still wrestled in matches. If it was I, okay, for a valet, it's, it's it a, makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard it's a hard thing for to a describe. manager. It's a hard thing to describe. 
was I out there and did I, did I feel everything and was I proud of the place that I had gotten in uh, my point in my career? Absolutely. But was I in there carrying a 45-minute match, mm. you know, at, selling tickets? Eh, mm. no. I, I'm smart enough to realize that, sure. you know? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I filled my role uh, the best I could, always. You know, I, I always really did try to do exactly what I was told. Well, then all that built up to that great feud. Yeah, no, Miz. that was great. And I was, uh, I was ecstatic that happened. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was a great moment in my life. Um, I'll always remember it. And it, you know, it kind of, it got me going in, in a little bit of a career and, and, and uh, separated me from, from Mike and, and gave me an opportunity to get out on my own and do my thing. And, and, I, and I really appreciated that. Go out there and be a, a big fiery baby face with, with great music. And, and you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Great music. Yeah, great music. Say and it to my face. It was good. I had all the guys coming up. Yeah. It's, it's really good and, and uh, yeah so it, it, no it was it, it was it was a great it was a great experience and um, you know Mike's the best he's he's always been the best uh, when we were going through that whole thing um, I don't know if he you know it's it's hard because he's gonna lose to his old rookie and but he's a pro he was a professional the whole time and and it, it all worked out really well I feel like and I don't know the Miz as well as you do but I feel like from an outsider looking in he's mm -hmm. always been really good at doing what's best for the show yeah what's best for the brand yeah yeah yeah, absolutely he's he's and that's what like that's what you do you know if, if you want to if you want to last in the wwe uh you you do that you know and and uh and he always did it and look where he is now i mean he's he's uh he's all over the place he's hosting his own show is he back here is he uh, back in no, LA? no i believe he's i in think he, is I, he i think he is i should call him up I should call him up. Because he was in Austin. Yeah. Then I think he moved back here. Did he sell his house in Austin? I think so. Yeah, I should I should give him a call. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, you guys could a reunite. Reunion. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. If that you would... took a picture, people wouldn't know who's who because you look identical. Okay, stop that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh and this, the horrible part about it is is he he swears he doesn't look like me either. I think we both hate it. He go, I go, no, no way. And he goes, yeah, no way. Like, you're ugly, yeah, I'm ugly. And maybe that's why it worked, you know? And I'm better looking, you're better looking. And who the hell knows and who the hell cares? I mean, you have the title, so, you know, I, and I'm taller. <laughs> who is it that you still keep in touch with from your time in WWE? Uh, I, I still talk to Zach, you know, Dolph, uh, you know, uh, Mason Ryan, um, Joe Hennig, Heath Slater. Uh, those guys are good buddies of mine. And... Uh, but you know the 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 pack it, it thins when you're when you're uh, let go from WWE and uh, you got to kind of find a different direction and stuff like that. But I, you know, I uh, those guys will always be my brothers. You know, mm. they're they're uh, I shared the ring with them and uh, you go to war with those guys and it's it's a bond that can't be recreated. Yeah, like a brotherhood. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's incredible. It's an incredible, uh, you know, connection that you make when you're on uh, NXT season two and you. Uh, you know, look to Percy Watson. I talked to Percy Watson the other day, and you looked at him, and uh, you say, "What? What are we doing?" And he says, "I don't know." <laughs> they didn't tell me either. And oh. uh, yeah, and uh, that's the fun of it. And and you know, uh, so then you go up there and and you you talk some smack about your buddies in a, in a very. I remember the first time I was on NXT season two, uh, uh, Loki Caval. Yeah, uh, he goes. We're closing the show, and I think there's there's about three minutes left or a minute and a half. And he just grabs a microphone at a layless hand, I think, and, and walks to the front of the ring into the hard cam and just starts trying to, you know, talk and do his thing. And Miz jams the mic into my chest and he goes, go cut him up. 
And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's wow. Uh, yeah, it's, and I think I turned his shoulder and I called him a nerd and, you know, whatever. That, that was always the best for me is when it was kind of like, it was, it was improvisational. You know, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. And, uh, and to see how, you know, to see how quick he could think and, mm. and all that stuff. So. After 10 years, how was it that they broke the news to you that they, you know, were going to be releasing you? Uh, Mark Carano called me, actually. Uh, I was driving down to the Performance Center in uh, Orlando, and um, he had, I had just signed a deal. Uh, it was a, a three-year deal, mm. and uh, it, was, it was a year in. They decided to go a different direction, and, uh, you know, that's, that's all good. It's their company, and, and you know, they're allowed to do that. It's, uh, but it was, it was heartbreaking, you know, and um, they, you know, he called me, and he just said, look, uh, we're, we're going to go a different direction. Uh, and I, you know, a year ago, a year ago, it was oh, Vince really likes me and wants to bring me back. And then, you know, a year later, and and but that's that's you know that's entertainment for you. And and they're at the top of entertainment. Yeah. So uh, you know, they're allowed to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they don't want Alex Riley there at the time, then you know he's not there. But uh, if you you know you just signed a three-year deal, you probably yeah. thought like I'm good. I'm good for the next three years. I did. Yeah. I I really did. I thought I uh, I think I went out and I. <laughs> invested in a property <laughs> and that I had to, uh, you know, get rid of or, you know, really do some restructuring. Um, but so, yeah, it was, it was tough. And, and more than that, it was, you know, um, that was 10 years of my life. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, coming into it, uh, really, um, you know, really green Yeah, and, and, yeah. and trying to pick it up, uh, and, and join in with a group of guys that weren't really so green, you know? Uh, so yeah, it was, um, it was heartbreaking, but yeah, that's life. You know what I mean? And, and, and they, they, they built me up to a point where I could go out and, uh, and get a rolling glow. So, mm-hmm. and that was a great experience for me and, you know, and get some other things going in, in Hollywood. And I was a, you know, like I said, I was a skinny kid in high school, 100 and 140 pounds and, you know, and look at you now. Yeah. And now I'm still <laughs> kind of skinny and yeah, but, uh, but no, and, and I, and very shy and very introverted and, and got an opportunity to come out and, and uh, you know, join a join an incredible entertainment organization and now be out in Hollywood. So I have not really nothing to complain about. No, that, life's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's good. The, the rumors were out there for a long time, and then Ryback addressed this, that John Cena had some sort of effect on your career. What, what exactly happened there? Yeah, so um, it's it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to really put a label on it. Um, and I And I don't, you know... Did he have, uh, you know, he, some of the things that, uh, you know, I, I think it came down to really at the end, like two men just not liking each other. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. And, I, and I think that as sad as that is, it had an impact on my career because mm. he is who he is, you sure. know, I mean, and it's, and that's, and I don't think that goes uh, without saying in, in other businesses, you know, uh, this one just, it, it just happened. I just happened to be in a situation, I think where, uh, right from the start, uh, it was just, you know, uh, he he didn't like me. I don't, I just don't think, I just don't think he had a, 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 (laughs) I just don't, I just don't think he did. And I tried what I tried to, I tried to change that, you know what I mean? I tried to change that the best I could. I, I, I worked very hard and, um, you know, tried to do the best I could to 
to grow and learn, you know, and, and, uh, and fit in, in the way that, you know, a wrestler fits in and, and he wanted me to fit in. And, and it, it just kind of got to the, the point a little bit with, you know, even some of the other guys would kind of be like, what, what's up with that? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, so, so it was, it was, no- a, it was just a, it was a tough, it was a tough situation. It was known that he didn't like you. Um, I, I would hear, I would hear that from, you know, from others, you know, uh, it, but it was not, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would, I would, you know, hear that from other wrestlers from time to time. And, um, it's, it certainly didn't seem that way, uh, when, when we would, we would interact. Uh, but you know, I, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough thing. It's, it's wrestling, you know what I mean? And it's, um, it's something where you do the best you can to learn in a way that, um, you know, that is productive and that is, that is, um, you know, that will get you better. And I try, and I try to do that the best I could, you know, I really did. I tried to do the best I could and, um, you know, it just, just didn't work out. Are know? there any hard feelings there? No, I mean, no, not, not for me. You know, I, I, uh, you know, there was, there, there was, there was one, you know, there was one, uh, there was one either mistake, you know, that I made or, or he made, or there's some, there's where we got really crossed and we kind of got into a little bit of an an argument, you know, and, uh, and I, and I didn't think it was going to, uh, I, I went, I went to him immediately the next day and, and try to, you know, apologize and, you know, for, for whatever had happened. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I think, I think he was, you know, he was pretty offended. Uh, uh, but you know, I, again, I, I think it was, it was two grown men that, uh, you know, just didn't see eye to eye at the time, but yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, I, I, you know, I'm I'm not you know holding any grudges or anything. I'm like that. sure he yeah. doesn't either. Yeah, yeah, know? no, it's 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 not something, you know, it's it's not something that I, I I certainly don't want it hanging over my neck, you know, for the rest of my life. Yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, um, and there's you know there's a there's a thousand I think stories like this. Uh, well, there's of course you know, and we talked about Miz before, but there's the story of Miz eating chicken in the locker room and that causing him to get, like cast out of the locker room that's a thing that happened right yeah no that was yeah i yeah i wasn't there at the time but i heard yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so yeah so you're right there are a thousand stories like this in wrestling right um that just happen to exist yeah and you when you work in a company with hundreds of other people right not everybody's gonna get along yeah and and i uh you know and towards the end of it it was you know uh yeah i i, th- I think we had we had patched it up and, you know, figured everything out. But, um, I, I say this, it was a tough situation while I was there. Uh, but I, you know, I respect, I respect John I respect his, his work ethic, uh, everything that he's done. And, yeah. you know, I, I certainly, d- you know, didn't expect to be, uh, on the wrong, you know, on the wrong side of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was, you know, it well, is what it is. Well, with that and everything else that happened in your career in WWE, what do you now want to approach the indies with or getting back into wrestling? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, re- revamped version of myself. I'm trying to be the, uh, we're going to go be the varsity villain, see what happens, you know, throw the, throw the letterman jacket on and grab the mic and, and, you know, put some matches together. I miss it. You know, I really do. I, I, I really miss it. Uh, should have been in there a while ago. 
Um, but and now I'm getting an opportunity to go back. You got to start making some t-shirts. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Pro wrestling tees. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I'm excited about the opportunity to kind of, you run your own business and you, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to get at it because the, you know, in the WWE, there's a structure where, you know, they, they make your shirts and they do all that stuff. If you're yeah. lucky enough to get a shirt and then there's this structure where you can kind of control the whole thing yourself. So that's, that's going to be, do you really have some cool. t-shirt ideas? Cause pe people are listening right yeah, now. No, I like the, uh, the VV on the, you know, on the back of the shirt where I used to have the let the letterman uh, yeah. thing could go here. That's uh, good. So yeah. yeah. And then maybe, you know, I don't know how many fans, uh, uh, are out there still. I mean, it was a while ago, but you know, Lots. St steel horse. Yeah. No, still steel horse would be a good, yeah. it'd be a good thing. So yeah, no, I'm, 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 uh, I, I got some ideas and, and uh, we're going to get it up and running and, and just get back out there. If I can have a pro wrestling tease.com store. Yeah. Surely you can have absolutely one. 100%. Yeah. Also, if you want to buy a collar and elbow shirt like this one, uh, the code is CVV 10. Why aren't you in off. the ring? By the way, why am I not in the ring? Yeah. I'm in the ring as like a ring announcer. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, ladies why, and gentlemen. Why, why aren't you with, uh, why don't you um, have knee pads and boots on? I've, I've, I trained to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. Um, and to make a long story short, I was 20 years old. I was going to college at the time. So that summer, I went and started training in Toronto, the Squared Circle. Yeah. Rob Fuego is the head trainer there. He spent some time in WWE as Al Fuego. Uh, Angelina Love was at the school when I was there. It was great. I learned how to bump. I learned all the basics. Yeah. Um, but then when it came time to go back to school, I realized you can't do both. Like yeah. wrestling is a school in itself. Like right. you can't do both. Yeah. If wrestling's going to be your thing, it needs to be your only thing. Yeah. And at the time I was studying communication studies, uh, which you know, I had a massive passion for broadcasting and realized I couldn't do both. Yeah. I knew that wrestling would always be there. Yeah. So I kind of put the wrestling on hold, got my, uh, got my degree yeah. and the communications degree led to me working in broadcasting and still being able to do some stuff with wrestling as a ring announcer, now as an interviewer. Right. Did a little bit of work with AEW. It's been great. Awesome. Yeah, no, you're, uh, you're fantastic at your job, and I don't know a, a wrestler out there that doesn't appreciate your work. I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. yeah, you do a lot for the business, man. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for agreeing to do this. 100%. Yeah, no, I, uh, of course. Yeah, I, why not? Well, I, you know, I, I, I think... You say, are there still any fans out there? Yes, of course. They're all yeah, listening no, no, and I, watching I, this right now. Yeah, I, I try to, you know, I try to be very, Okay, you're being uh, humble. Realistically yeah. humble. Yeah, yeah. And they're all going to come out and see you when you go to their respective towns. 100%. But, yeah. you know, the indies can't be the end goal. So what's the, what's the plan? What would you like to do? So I'm, right now, I'm just going to focus on my in-ring work and, uh, you know, my promos and my character development and uh, getting back out there and, and having a match, uh, you know, because it's, it's been a while. But um, that, that's the, you know, that's the start and the finish of it right now. Uh, you know, if I, uh, like, I, I talked to a couple of people, they're like, hey, man, you're, you're starting from scratch, man. So uh, you kind so, of, because so, yeah. you had like the NXT as it, as it stands now, like the Performance Center training before that existed. Like yeah. you came up without ever having to work the indies. Yes, I did. You went yeah. right into it. Yeah, and and that blessing yeah. and a curse. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean Ziggler's in the same boat. Yeah, and it was it was just one of those things where um, you know it was it was a quick learning curve, and uh, and you know, um, you, you, there's you never uh, you're never done learning in wrestling. Mm. You know what I mean? It's 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 just one of those things. So. 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited at the challenge. Back to the Indies to, to start it all over. You're going to get backstage at an independent show and all the wrestlers are going to have so many questions for you. Yeah. Because you've been where they want to go. I'll be ready to answer them the best I can. Mm. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see you in the ring. Yeah, thank you. I no, appreciate that. It's going to be amazing. And I also can't wait to see what other film and TV work you do. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm out here. I'm grinding every day and uh, keeping myself busy and still hitting auditions and you know, they, they work together. So they do. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, uh, again, it, you know, do you ever walk into an audition and someone's like, my kid loves you. Like they, they recognize you from wrestling, uh, from time to time. It happened. Yeah. It, it happens less and less, uh, these days, but yeah, no, um, absolutely. And I remember the, you know, the first time I got, uh, recognized in a mall, what a feeling it was, you know, so, so cool. Like, so, so amazing. And, and, uh, but you got to earn it though. You know, mm -hmm. you, you really, you have to earn that. You have to earn people, you know, seeing you and recognizing you. You got to stay current and, and topical. And the ones that are, uh, the ones that have earned it, I'm sure it's happening to them right now. Well, with the circle of friends that you talked about that are both out here and then just people that you still keep in touch with, you're in the right circle. Also, Damian Sandow, who yeah, great I believe guy. got released at the same time as you. Yeah. Um, he's out here. Yeah. And I had a conversation, I had a conversation with him very similar to this, like in April of last year, February last right. year. And he's like, no, nah, I'm done with wrestling. Really? And now look at him. Yeah. He's in the NWA. Yeah, no, I know. It. And I tell you what, not a bad place to be. They, yeah. They're great over there. And, you know, the whole 80s feel and everything. So, uh, and yeah, him and I are good buddies. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's where it'll end up. But the varsity I, 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 villain would be great in yeah, NWA. Yeah, no, it would be. Uh, and I love the, the desk and, they, and they, oh, they, yeah. they're able to do the promos. And, and uh, Eli Drake, man, whoo, it's fire. So yeah, being able, you gotta, you gotta work, um, too with, uh, with talented people, you know, other talented people will make you better and, and, uh, and all that. So if you grew up watching wrestling, who was it that you really looked up to? Oh man. Uh, you know, I was, I, I was a Shawn Michaels guy, you know, I like Shawn Michaels. I like, like I, everyone says, yeah, Shawn Michaels. No, I like the, I mean, I like, I know I get the heat all over the place, but that's, but yeah, no, I'm just, saying he's great. No, no, I mean, no, but I was going to say the rock, like people, I, the first time I said, uh, the first time I said, uh, to Dr. Tommy goes, well, who do you like? I said, the rock. And he goes, well, everybody likes the rock, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I'm a fan of it all. You know, I, I, I liked, I liked Hunter. I like, uh, you know, the undertaker, you know, all those guys, you know, it's, uh, Bret Hart, you know, uh, so I, I've been a fan and I want to continue to be a fan. And there's a lot of wrestling now, oh. you know, a lot, uh, Cody at, at AEW and, uh, you know, Kenny Omega, the young bucks, all those guys, they're doing a great job and wow, what a time to be, you know, what a time to be a wrestling fan and, and a, uh, you know, and a wrestler. Yeah. This is the best possible time for yeah. all of this. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they should be really credited over there for, you know, all their work that they did. And, and, uh, I know I was telling you, it's like if, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and George and, you know, uh, those guys were carrying around a handout and NBC went to them and said, Hey, we're going to put you on to like, that's, that's what they did. They changed the, the way, you know, business is structured in television. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, kudos to them, man. Massive, massive accomplishment and, and massively talented. People. 
Well, and there's no reason that you can't be in the mix with any of these organizations that you mentioned. Yeah, no, I would, uh, you know, I would, I would, I would consider that a huge honor, to be honest. Um, you know, I got some work to do. Uh, I'm going to get out there and and uh, and well, do you, it. You don't, you don't have a lot of work to do. You just got to get a little bit of the ring rust off. Yeah, yeah. But no, after, pick I'm, up a few tricks, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a few tricks. Yeah, pick up a few tricks. Do a li- be be a little different, you know. Just get in there with PJ Black. He'll teach you. I know everything. it. I know it. I know it. I keep telling him, I'm like, can you teach? We'll do swantons and and. Oh and my god. Like, and then you get the, well, you're, you're too tall, you're too big for that. But I always had a thing. No, there I was, uh, remember Sean O'Hare did the Shantan bomb? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There you go. No, no, yeah, no. I'll, can... I'll come up with some, some cool stuff. Well, I'm excited for what yeah, 2020 holds for you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you inviting me to your house. Yeah, no. Uh, right in the heart of Hollywood here. It is. It's, it's, it's a good spot. It's a good spot. I so. feel like we need to do something like really Hollywood-like after we leave here. What's that? I don't know. What would be a really Hollywood thing? I don't know. Actually, I did Runyon Canyon this morning. Did you? That's pretty Hollywood. That is Hollywood. Yeah. Chicken wings are Hollywood. Chicken wings. That's my favorite food, by the way. There you go. Um, it's only January. Right. So that's why I'm so excited for what the future holds for you. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's early in 2020. Uh, fresh start, clean start. And, uh, you know, an, an opportunity to, to really go for it here. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a good spot. I'm not you happy. are. Yeah, I'm happy where I am. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not happy where I am. I'm, I'm always, I want to get better, but I'm, I'm very fortunate. Well, you like know? you said, you're hungry for more and anybody in the yeah. entertainment industry is. I'm hungry for more. Yeah. And I think if you're not hungry for more, which you certainly are, there's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I meant, I meant to say though, like I've, I've been a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate, I'm a fortunate person and, and I just want to. You know, I want to work hard and, and, and add to that and, and get back out there and, and see, you know, see, see what happens. The greatest part about wrestling is, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's crowd and, and uh, you're judged every minute, you yeah. know, and that's, that's cool. And we'll see. Well, where can people find you? Uh, Kylie Jr. WWE, Twitter and Instagram. So. Okay, great. Well, we'll link that up here so people can find you. And thank you so thank much. Thank you, sir. I appreciate, I appreciate you. appreciate it very much. Yeah, oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So how about that? I can't wait to see Alex Riley back in the ring in 2020. PWS Professional Wrestling Showdown is his first show in Walnut, Iowa, Saturday, March 28th. Of course, you can find all the info out on his Instagram account. Once again, it's Kylie Jr. WWE. And speaking of Instagram, uh, take a screenshot, tag me, at Chris Van Vliet, or tag it on Twitter, at Chris Van Vliet and tag Alex Riley as well. I love resharing those stories or retweeting those on Twitter. Like it's, I say this all the time, but like you need to understand this. I am I am sitting on my bed right now in the spare bedroom of my house talking to a microphone. The fact that you are listening to this blows my mind. So when I actually see these tweets or these posts on Instagram that you're listening, it's like we're connecting with each other one-on-one. So I love that. Keep them coming, please. Alex Riley, Kevin Kelly Jr., whatever you want to call him, is immensely talented and was so underutilized in WWE, whether it was in the ring or at the broadcast booth. I just feel like he had so much more that he could have done and wasn't able to do it. He has a great look. He's great on the mic. And of course, he has an amazing entrance theme. And there's no reason that after spending some time on the indies that he won't get signed soon. So I can't wait to see what 2020 has in store for him, uh, both in the ring and also in in Hollywood, in the movie roles and the TV roles that he's been up for. Uh, he's a great guy. And thank you again, Kevin, for finding the time to do this. Your biggest gap in life is between what you know and what you can do.
Those are the words of Bob Proctor. So I know there's a lot of people. Every time I'm at a wrestling show or I'm at a wrestling convention, someone's like, I'm gonna, I want to start a podcast. Well, do it. Absolutely. Dive in. Do this thing. Because if I didn't start with one YouTube video I posted in 2011, I wouldn't be sitting here right now having this conversation with you. So if there's something, maybe it's not a podcast, maybe it's not a YouTube channel, maybe it's, maybe it's a significant other, maybe it's a guy or a girl that you like, dive in, do it, take that first step. The biggest gap in life is between what you know and what you can do. So get after it. We've got a whole bunch more interviews. Oh my God, there's so much traveling going on. I was in Vegas, then I was in LA. I'm heading to Atlanta this week. I'm in Miami next week. So much going on. So many people to talk to. I can't wait to share it with you. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on those. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Woo!